the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He was recognized in 2020 as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings over 30 years' experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground for three. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, hey, welcome aboard. Um, the show is in a couple of parts. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate. In today's world, it's very important to try to avoid going through court, going through probate. And as far as elder law is concerned, one of the main focuses we have is try to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about politics, history, religion, and we'll get into that a little bit later. And as you know, usually we have one of our attorneys with us, and, and today we're very fortunate to have Ishmael Jose. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello, everyone. It's good to be back. Okay, now... um. You know, we usually either we have email questions, but occasionally have a, a, a question that a client asked you, Mel. So can you can you go through that question and we'll have a little bit of a discussion? This, I guess. this is a this is a live one. Um, I got I got a call last week. It started off as a real estate question. So years back, um, mom came to Connors and Sullivan. They did a trust. They put mom's investments into the trust worth over six million maybe moving around seven, eight million, but they didn't put a co-op into the trust. The rule, you know, basically an argument against a co-op is that the co-op doesn't allow the trust. But anyways, um, mom is 96 years old. They moved her to New Jersey. All the families in New Jersey, they don't think she's ever coming back to New York. Now, the first question, there's two questions in there, right? Uh, one is when they're, they're selling right now the co-op apartment in New York, can they put the proceeds of the sale into that same trust? They don't want to spend money opening a new trust, uh, setting up a new trust in New Jersey. Can they do the New York trust? Then, of course, it segued, the, the discussion segued into mom is going to be a New Jersey resident at some point. She's never coming back to New York. What happens now to the trust that it was set here at Connor Sullivan? We set up the trust predominantly based on what the client wants, but you know we are a New York firm. Most of the clients are in New York, so the trusts are set up in a way that New York law governs. New York is a situs. Do they have to change the situs now that she's not coming back to New York? I would, and I think we mentioned before we got on the air this was a borderline taxable estate. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. So 
we do want to change the situs of the trust. And I know somebody's going to say, what's the word situs? People ask me that every once in a while. Situs is the official residence of the trust. Um, in this case, we do want to change the situs of the trust in New Jersey. Why? Because if you have close relatives in New Jersey, there's no death tax, there's no estate tax. In New York, New York imposes an estate tax, and, and people, you know, I know some people don't like it when I call it a death tax, but the, the reason we call it death tax is it could be an inheritance tax, it could be an estate tax, and maybe we'll talk a minute about the differences between the two. But basically, it covers, death tax covers both. When you die, your heirs or whomever pays a tax. New York has an estate tax over $6 million. I'm using round numbers. And basically, here's one of the problems in New York. If you die a New York resident and you're single, there's no tax between husband and wife. But if you're single and you got a $7 million estate, your heirs are paying $700,000 to New York State for the privilege of dying as a New York State resident. So let's say you have a $7 million estate. You die. You have no major bills or deductions. you got a net $7 million estate. Your children are going to pay $700,000 to New York State in taxes. Same situation, and a lot of people use the, the Florida, because that's where most of the people go to retire percentage-wise. If you go to Florida, there's no death tax in Florida. And if you die in Florida with a $7 million estate, you pay absolutely zero taxes. And that's why a lot of the people with money are moving to Florida. You know, And especially if you got $7 million in assets, you can have residence in both places, and as long as you spent more than you know, half the year in Florida, you can be a Florida resident and not pay New York State that $700,000. Now, you know, a few years back, one of the good things, I guess, Governor Christie did, he did get away with the New Jersey uh, estate tax. So right now, there's not an estate tax. There is an inheritance tax for people that are not immediate relatives, but there's no New York, there's no New Jersey estate tax, you know, under $12 million, which is the federal amount. So basically, and, and this is this is a true case, we know somebody that moved from, you know, near the Outer Bridge Crossing in um, Staten Island, crossed the bridge to New Jersey, didn't move three, four miles, and by doing so, she had roughly a $12 million estate. She saved her children over a million dollars in taxes. So that's why you want to change the situs, the residence in effect of the trust. Make it, instead of being a New York trust, a New Jersey trust, just to avoid confusion in case the trust is ever audited and somebody picks up that it was interpreted under the laws of the state of New York. Technically, that shouldn't matter. But yes, I would change the situs of the trust to say that it's a New Jersey trust, especially in this case where the person who set up the trust, the grantor is New Jersey, the, the family members are all New Jersey, and the investments now, once we close on the co-op, the investments now are all going to be held in New Jersey. So it changed the situs. It's just a, you know, basically a simple notarized statement saying that the location of the trust is going to be changed from New York to New Jersey. Just to strengthen the argument that the person is no longer a New York resident, is now a New Jersey resident, and we do not have to pay death taxes to New York. And you can't just do it, but in this case... It fits because the person who set up the trust, the grantor, is moved to New Jersey. The trustee is New Jersey. And, of course, all the assets are going to be in New Jersey. So here, obviously, 
It's a case where there should be not any problem. There should be an audit. And, of course, one of the keys is you do not want to face a New York audit because if they're possible, they're going to try to drag you back into New York, <laughs> which is one of the things, and I mean, this may be a tough thing to say, but one of the things is to, to, to stop that is that when the death certificate is issued, make sure the death certificate, when you have your residence, has a New Jersey residence on the death certificate. Sometimes people, you know, mom lived in New York for 40 years and then she moved to New Jersey at the end. And then for some, whatever reason, they put the old family home as the residence and, you know, or she dies in New York and they put where she died in New York, let's say in a hospital or nursing home, and they say that's her residence. Well, ordinarily a residence, nursing home is not a residence if you move from somewhere else to go there. So don't put on the death certificate that mom lived in, you know, New York. New York. And uh, the, basically the funeral director is going to ask you what the residence is. So you can put almost anything down. Now, I'm, I'm talking about a truthful situation where the person, you know, lives in New Jersey, the trustees live in New Jersey, the assets are in New Jersey, so there's no question that it's a New Jersey trust. And again, if you're talking about somebody with a $7 million estate, we're talking about $700,000 in real money that we don't want to pay to New York State. And of course, most of the time when we're discussing these issues, it's somebody who's asking, well, should I be a Florida resident or a New York resident? Well, in that type of case, and let's say you spend 180 years, out of, 180 days out of the year in Florida and 185 days a year in New York, well, you may want to change your living pattern slightly and make yourself a Florida resident and spend more than half the time of the year in Florida because, again, that could save your kids money. In some cases, my understanding is it could save a lot in income taxes if you're a, a Florida resident. Now, there was something else that came up with co-ops. Yeah, and this is a good point. You know, occasionally a co-op, if you want to transfer the stock certificate that you own in a co-op to a trust, it's not like if we have a deed, ordinarily if somebody has a deed and somebody comes into the office, say I want to put my house into a trust, basically you sign a deed and you put it into the trust. If you're a co-op, you have to go through the co-op board and the trust has to be reviewed by the co-op board attorneys and you know, the, the co-op has a right to say, no, we don't want to put the stock certificate into a trust. And a lot of people get a little upset at that because, so, well, why does the co-op have a right? Well, when you buy into a co-op, you're buying into a partnership and you're abiding by their rules. And uh, there's some good things about it and there's some bad things. But one of the bad things about it is when you put your assets into a, a, a trust, the co-op has to approve it because there might be some clauses in the trust that they don't like. Like maybe you have something in there, like the uh, the dog has the right to live in the apartment for the rest of the dog's life, and then the person dies and they can't evict the dog because the dog's still there, and we got problems. <laughs> I mean, you may laugh, but something like that could happen, and mm -hmm. you know they're trying to do an eviction proceeding or something like that, and you can say, wait a minute, wait a minute, they, you approve the trust, and the trust says the dog has a right to live in the apartment, and you know try getting them out, especially when the the, the son who's not working is also living in the apartment taking care of the dog and not paying the maintenance. So, yes, they do have a right to approve the trust and to say, you know, yes or no on it. If they allow a trust 90% of the time, that's not a problem. 99% of the time, that's usually not a problem. The problem is some co-ops just don't like to approve trust. They want to keep control of who goes in and out of their building, their complex. Um, and, and in some cases, co-ops can be like Breezy Point co-ops. can be tracts of land where somebody has individual bungalows and houses, and they kind of go into a trust. 
so uh, co-op can be almost anything. Now, there was a, another issue that came up, Mel. What was that in the, the same fact pattern? Ken, uh, well, at the beginning, they were trying to sell the property in New York, the co-op, and the question was, can they put the sale proceeds into that same trust account? Yeah, you can always put proceeds in a trust account wherever it is. The question is, when you pass away, we want to make sure that the, you know, that we have the right tax plan for you. And, and you know, that's one of the things, if you come in kind of solve them, we're going we're gonna to try to put together the best plan we can to save on taxes. We don't want your, your family to pay taxes. And, you know, we work within the bounds, but we aggressively work within the bounds so that, you know, we can come up with a plan that your family has to pay the least amount in taxes you need to pay legally. Uh, Mel, let me ask you something. You're admitted in Manila in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Is there a death tax in, in the Philippines? Well, we, we call it um, state taxes, and it's like 6% of the gross. So let's say I have a million-dollar state. I'm paying $60,000. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they assume you're inheriting a lot of money, and they're going to charge you all the bad 6%. Is it, let's say you have $100,000, so they're charging 6%? No, no. Well, um, the, the law says 6% of the gross estate based upon, you know, the fair market value or the assessment, whichever is higher. They don't they don't have the threshold. They don't have, like, you know, first 250000 is free. No. As long as you have that, they're going to assume it has a value, and they're going to charge 6% out of that. Okay, now let me ask you something. There's some strange laws about owning real estate in the Philippines. Can I go over to the Philippines and buy a house in Manila? No, you can, well, unless you're a naturalized citizen, yes. I'm not but, a naturalized citizen in the Philippines, <laughs> as no. far as I know. Uh, the Philippines has lagged uh, in terms of embracing globalization. Um, going back to a couple of interviews ago, Might you not asked... be the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> you, you asked about the same question about practicing profession, kind of like, you know, withheld something. They require Philippine citizenship. So in order to be able to actually own a land in your name, you have to be a natural citizen. Um, to be able to practice any profession, including law, you have to be a Filipino citizen, unfortunately. That's why I always joke around with friends back home. Well, you want to play in the NBA. And what if the NBA says we no to Filipinos? And I think it's high time to open that discussion. But yeah, Philippines is lagged in terms of, you know, they, they, they still have pretty much closed and conservative in terms of their loss over there. Now, what if I want to put a, uh, a property that, that, well, let's say a client has some property in the Philippines, they want to put into a trust. What do they do? Um, I'm sorry to say, uh, trust is not, has not yet reached its, you know, its uh, heyday in the Philippines. They, 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 don't know, they don't know it. We don't use trust there. The, the common estate planning done by wealthy individuals there is to put company or the properties into a, a corporation thinking they will not die. We all know that a corporation it translates into stock certificates, stock certificates of property. The practice there is there is, there is that, you know, um, a deed of assignment in escrow upon your death, you know, the successor just takes over the stocks. But that's pretty much it. They don't do trust over there. I'd like to introduce that when I come home and see where, where, where that takes us. Do you think the new government of the Philippines is going to have any impact on those type of laws? Uh, I haven't seen any meaningful uh, discussion in the Senate over that matter, but I hope so. 
Okay, now let me ask you something. If we do a will here, is it recognized in the Philippines it and will vice be. versa? It will be. It yeah. will be. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, if, if you do a will in the United States and let's say you're a dual citizen, and they, do they allow dual citizenship? They do. They okay. do. All right, so let's say for the sake of argument, I'm a New York resident. I do a will here in New York. It will be recognized in the Philippines. It will be. And, of course, naturally, we would recognize that will um, done in the Philippines. We'd recognize that will in New York. And, you, you know, this is a, a – I, I once had this once. A Filipino man did a will in Canada, and he did what was a holographic will. In other words, entirely in his own handwriting. Mm-hmm leaving his assets according to a certain plan. And he signed the will, I believe, in Ontario, Canada, which the first impression, and a couple of lawyers told the family, well, this is not a will because it's not witnessed by two people. And in the conversation, we kept going and said, well, where, where did he sign this will? What well, was it a family reunion in Toronto? And we did a little bit of investigation, and you could find out that in uh, Ontario, the province of Ontario, holographic wills were recognized, at least back then in their time. And in fact, you know, there's some states in, in the country where holographic wills are recognized. For instance, Louisiana, I believe. In Texas, we had this thing when we're talking about was Ethan Edwards' will properly signed in the searchers because there was no witness to it, but it wasn't his handwriting. We had this discussion on the show, according to Texas law, that was a valid will. Now, I know, Mel, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> But you should. <laughs> but there's also one new one there. Um, Philippine, as long as they're Filipinos, dual citizens, Philippine civil law, including wills execution, follows the citizen. So there's that there's that principle in legal law we call lex loxi celebrationis. So wherever you are, let's say you go to New York. New York doesn't, generally speaking, doesn't recognize holographic wills. But you sign, you execute one pursuant to Philippine law, and you're a Filipino citizen. That's going to be valid. Yeah, basically, the law is, you know, virtually that if the law is good in the state where you are at the time you sign the will, or according to your residency, that will is valid. Um, I think we're getting a high sign over here. I think it's time for us to take a break. (laughs) Mel, thank you for being on the show. And if somebody has any property in the Philippines, you know, where do they reach you? You have the number, 718 Two three eight sixty five hundred. We're, we're based off here in Brooklyn, but we can go to you. Okay, we have five offices in Manhattan, Middle Village, Bayside, and Staten Island, but we can go to you. All right, seven one eight two three eight sixty five hundred. Look for Ismail Jose. Thank you, Mel. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? 
These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. Right now, we're, we're pleased to have two military officers, Colonel Albanese and Colonel Ryan, and Steve Ryan has been on the show many times. But, you know, sometimes I get a little confused about the, the different components of the military, like when you talk about the National Guard, the New York State Militia. Can, can you guys explain that to us? Which, who wants to start first? I'll let Colonel Albanese go first, uh, Okay, Mike. All right, Colonel, you got the floor. Yeah, uh, the New York Guard, uh, essentially, if you want to think of it as an auxiliary to the New York National Guard, and we were formed in 1917 by the Adjutant General as a basically replacement force for when the New York National Guard was mobilized to go overseas for World War One. So at the time in 1917, we had about 2,000 members, and they were given duties throughout the state. Uh, some, you know, guarding some of the aqueducts, uh, providing other services that the National Guard would, would normally provide. Again, whether there was disaster assistance, you know, defense of the state, or, you know, the typical military missions in the absence of the National Guard. So how does somebody join the Guard? How do, you know, the, how does somebody get involved? If, if, uh, this is Colonel Albanese again. If somebody wants to join the New York Guard, uh, it's relatively easy. Uh, we have a website. Uh, it's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Uh, we also have an email address. It's recruiting at newyorkguard.us, and that's New York Guard all spelled out. Or they can have a phone number to call. It is 518-786-4389. Uh, leave a message, and someone will get back with them directly. Now, who's eligible to join the Guard? Uh, our eligibility so, um, is 18 oh. through 62 years of age, uh, reasonably good health. Uh, our recruiting standards standards are not quite as strict as the other U.S. U.S. Armed Forces. Uh, we do have a lot of veterans uh, who've either uh, done done some time and gotten out of the military, or who've actually done uh, you know 20 plus years and retired. And we have quite a few people who have never served in the military. Uh, who, who joined, and it's a way to serve the community and the state. Uh, we, we never leave New York State, and we're here to help help the people of New York. So it, it's a great way to serve if someone's interested. Okay, uh, so for the sake of argument, why would I want to join the Guard? I think we're looking for people who, you know, want to serve the state and serve their community. 
Uh, we have quite a few people who, you know, may have wanted to join the military and maybe a, a health issue or family obligations may have kept them from joining. Uh, so this is a chance to, you know, for them to, to, you know, help out the state, again, help the citizens of New York, uh, put a uniform on and really, you know, contribute to, to uh, you know, various uh, disaster relief missions here within New York State. Now, for the sake of argument, you're saying that if somebody joins, they can't be sent overseas? But correct. We only operate within the state of New York. And so, what we do is we uh, we drill one day a month, and then we have a seven-day annual training, uh, usually in, in, in August. And it's all voluntary. It's not paid. But in the event of a state emergency, uh, again, such as, uh, you know, coastal storm or here uh, during COVID, uh, we'll be canvassed for volunteers, uh, for members of the New York Guard, if they would like to volunteer uh, to come on orders to assist in the state. And at that point, they will be given uh, full pay and benefits uh, as the National Guard would. Now, what? How, how, how do people obtain their ranks? Let's say you were, uh, you know, in the active duty U.S. Army or something like that, and you were an E5. What would happen? What would you do? If, if someone is a veteran of one of the uh, U.S. military forces, they come in with the same, same rank and time in service that they had when they were discharged. Uh, if, if someone's coming in, you know, off the street, never joined before, we have a we have a seven day initial entry training. It's not, not quite as bad as if you've seen seen uh, Full Metal Jacket, but I mean, it's you know you'll get yelled at the first day to kind of give you the feel of that culture. But then you know it's training of you know how we operate, what we do, and some basic skills uh, that that we need to, in order to support the state. So you don't go through a basic training the the, the same way you you see in the movies. Uh, no, nowhere near like like in the movies. It, it's it's more of a we'll we'll say a, a, a college course. You know, there, there is of course a little bit of physical training. Uh, there's some map reading out in the field. You know, but you're you're not going to do a 10 kilometer ruck march with a 50 pound 50 pound uh, rucksack. And what kind of? I mean, you mentioned it briefly, but what kind of missions would you accomplish if you're on? You know, if you become activated. Uh, we've done several missions. New York Guard uh, was mobilized uh, to respond for 9-11, uh, for Hurricane Sandy. Uh, from 2017 through 2020, uh, they supported uh, Lake Ontario f- flooding, along with uh, setting up uh, water dams, uh, you know, pumping out uh, some facilities, uh, setting up generators, doing sandbagging. Uh, 2017, they were mobilized for Hurricane Maria. Again, providing some relief and doing some warehouse operations in the New York City area, you know, running forklifts and bobcats and such in warehouses or distribution points if people needed water or such. Uh, they were active during uh, 2019. Well, we get a lot of high wind storms throughout New York State. Uh, we do in November a turkey drop, uh, give out some uh, turkey meals for Thanksgiving uh, in various areas throughout the state. Uh, we did uh, support to the state in uh, 2018 for the uh, the, the nor'easter, uh, which hit, hit quite a bit of, of severe weather through, throughout New York. And we've had people on state active duty uh, since uh, March of 2020 supporting Operation COVID. And that's with working in the operation centers uh, with the National Guard and with the uh, uh, state, state emergency services. Uh, we've had uh, New York Guard soldiers assisting with the, the testing sites. 
uh, again, distribution sites, again, uh, helping to run the warehouse, and various other missions associated with uh, uh, Operation COVID-19 relief throughout the state. So, I mean, you said you take people up to the age of 62. So what kind of physical do you have to pass to be, you know, to be eligible to join? Reasonably good health. I mean, we're, we're, we're not looking to, you know, to, uh, to storm point to hack on D-Day. Reasonably good health. You know, uh, person that it's a physical from their own physician, and then one of our medical people uh, look it over to make sure that they're, again, re- reasonably good health. You know, controlled high blood pressure, you know, diabetes under control, that, that's all acceptable. All right. And, and again, where can somebody find out more information? Again, we have our website, dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Uh, we also have a Facebook site, uh, New York Guard. Uh, you can find that on Facebook. Again, recruiting at newyorkguard.us, and that's New York spelled out, newyorkguard.us. And again, our phone number, if for anyone interested, 518-786-4389. So, Colonel, Colonel Albanese, in your own words, why would you join if you're sitting out there listening to this show? Uh Someone would want to join who has a desire to to really serve serve New York State. You know, help help their fellow citizens. Uh, maybe do something a little little bit different on, on a weekend or during the summer. You know, or with, again, that desire to serve and, and help others. I mean, I, I did thirty six years in the Army. When I retired, I within the next month I, I joined the New York Guard. Uh, it's a way for me to to you know maintain the skills that I, I learned as a soldier. Uh, to have that, you know, camaraderie with uh, with other people in uniform, and it, it's a it, it's just a great a great way to continue serving for me. Okay, well, guys, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing now. And again, just one last time, if you can give the website. Website is dmna.ny.gov/nyg. Again, you can also reach us through email. It's recruiting at newyorkguard.us and that's new york spelled out and again our phone number 518-786-4389 colonels thank you for being on connor's corner if you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress a home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. 
Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. You know, we're just talking to Colonel Albanese and and Colonel Ryan about the New York Guard. And, you know, Steve Ryan, can you tell us a little bit more about the history of the Guard? How did it get started? And, you know, I'm still a little confused. What's the National Guard? What's the New York Guard? So forth. But can you explain that to the audience? Sure. So most New Yorkers, most Americans are familiar when they think National Guard. They think of the Army National Guard and the Air National Guard. But many states have a state guard, and that's what we have in New York. We have a New York guard, and that is one of four components of the organized militia. So you have the Army National Guard, as I mentioned, the Air National Guard, the New York Naval Militia, which is made up of uh, Marine Corps Reserve, Naval Reservists who who volunteer for New York State when New York State needs them. Um, and they exist at a cadre level the rest of the time. The New York Guard the one we're talking about, the New York Guard, commonly known as the State Guard, augments the National Guard. It's an all-volunteer force. They serve without pay, in uniform. They're part of the military. Uh, We have retirees from the military. We have some that never served in the military. But their primary mission is as a uh, force multiplier for the National Guard when needed. And if they are called to active duty such as COVID, where we have 49 soldiers currently on state active duty, they get paid at the same rank, same pay, same housing allowance once they go over 30 days um, as their brothers and sisters in the National Guard. And what's, how, how, did the, how did the New York Guard get formed? What had happened was um, in 1917, when the United States entered into the First World War, there was a massive mobilization of the National Guard across the country to meet the enormous manpower requirements. Because you have to remember, we had a small regular army at that time that was mostly a constabulary, and now we were fighting on a European battlefield. So we need National Guard reservists. They had to be totally, completely mobilized. States like New York realized suddenly we don't have any troops. What if we have some kind of a natural disaster or man-made disaster where we're going to need soldiers to help maintain order, uh, provide support services, and, and the like? So also with that, the New York State Constitution mandated that there must be troops available to the governor for such reasons, as I mentioned. And then they realized they needed to form a, a, an auxiliary force, which became the New York Guard. New York Guard's officers and senior NCOs were made up primarily of former National Guard that served in the Spanish-American War era, who now came back on state active duty to help form the unit. And it was for for people like we have today that maybe couldn't meet the age requirement or the physical requirements but wanted to serve in the military. You have to remember, this is a generation whose fathers and grandfathers fought in the Civil War, and they had a lot to live up to. Um, and the New York Guard provided that and still does today. It provides an opportunity for people to serve in the military who otherwise wouldn't have. And, and you know, now the history of it, what happened at the beginning of uh, what, what happened after World War One was finished 
and up to when World War II started and after World War II ended? Sure. So in 1917, the New York Guards formed primarily first two provisional regiments, and their first tasking was to guard the New York Reservoir System because there was an active threat from the Germans to uh, poison the water, New York City's water supply. And that's not fiction. That was real. Um, I'll give you an example. Before we even got into the war, people sometimes forget this. We always think terrorist attack, New York City, 9-11. New York City and New Jersey were attacked in 1916 when they blew up munitions in Bayonne, New Jersey, which damaged the Statue of Liberty. It actually punctured holes and did structural damage to the statue. That has been lost to history. Um, so the New York Guard had a reason to exist, and they did that, and they provided that uh, military force to protect the homeland. So once the war ended in Europe and the units deactivated and the National Guard started coming back in 1919, the New York Guard was subsequently uh, folded its flag and bracketed and uh, uh, closed for business. Here we go, 1940, another generation. We have the peacetime draft where the United States is mobilizing for the possibility of getting into World War II, which happened in December 7th, 41. The New York Guard, they realized for the same reason they needed an auxiliary force, and the New York Guard was reformed in 1940. And then subsequently, after the war ended and the troops started coming home from occupation duty in 47, and the Defense Department was reorganized. We now had an Air Force as a new branch. The New York Guard was once again deactivated. Lo and behold, within less than five years, we're in the Korean War. We're in a war in Asia. Uh, China enters the war, potentially become a world war. Uh, and they realized for the same reason, if National Guard units are getting mobilized, we may need to do the same thing. And then we subsequently reformed the New York Guard. And the New York Guard has remained a military force in New York State since then. Now, does every state have a uh, its own guard? No. there's uh, And I could be wrong on the number, but I believe it's uh, 27 states have, including Puerto Rico, by the way, have a state guard. Not every state has one. Pennsylvania does not have one. New Jersey does not want have one. So just for the New Yorkers listening, New York obviously has one. Connecticut has one. Massachusetts Um some of the more successful ones, larger ones, are New York, California, Texas, Georgia, South Carolina, and uh, Connecticut. And they do the same thing we're doing. They're working COVID. Um, they help their states out when they get hit with a hurricane or tornado or a flood or any other kind of natural disaster. Do they have units in Florida? Florida is the newest New York Guard, excuse me, New York Guard, State Guard organization formed by Governor DeSantis, and that's only been in the last uh, four months. Governor DeSantis, being a Navy veteran, realized that uh, the National Guard has a federal mission, a dual status, both state and federal, and they could be activated at any time. We have National Guard units in Australia, Africa, East Europe, uh, Asia that get habitually called up and maybe go on active duty for nine months to a year. He's realized, given Florida's situation with tropical storms and hurricanes, that he needed a military force, and he formed at the direct, directed the adjutant general to start putting together a state guard force for Florida. All right, well, thank you very much. You know, you're giving us a little bit of history here. Absolutely, Mike, my pleasure. 
All right. Take care. We'll see you the next time. Okay. Take care. Thanks. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. I think I just found myself believing that I didn't need God. I just had everything under control, and church was actually a, a burden to me. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. No, I didn't take my faith seriously, which, which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. You can have a beautiful car, a big fancy home, but if you don't have Christ in your life, there's an emptiness that's there. We are enslaved to power or to greed or to wealth or to lust, especially as a man. But there's a true freedom to not be enslaved, but to attach ourselves to God and to be free. Thank God I'm home. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. You're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 
990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. I have children. How can I protect them if something happens Will my to assets be lost if I go into a nursing home? We have property. How will it affect the ones still here? Who will help us take care of Grandma? These questions can be answered by calling 718-238-6500 for a free consultation from Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, providing dedicated, caring, and highly responsive legal services. They're focused on issues that matter to you, protection of your family, preservation of your assets, and respect of your wishes with dignity. That's all I want from a lawyer, making it easier for my children. Call 718-238-6500. Get a free consultation. Connors & Sullivan's clients don't get lost in the cracks. They have dedicated attorneys who know their clients and the issues that matter most to them. Connors and Sullivan's estate planning, elder law, and probate attorneys work closely with every client. Don't leave behind problems for your family. Call 718-238-6500 and get a free consultation today. Connors and Sullivan. Plan now for later. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer. You know, we have a sad note here. We just talked to Colonel Steve Ryan and between the time we had this conversation and the airing of this show, his father, Herb Ryan, we would know him as General Herb Ryan, passed away. And I, I can't tell you how many years that family has put together in service to this country between Herb Ryan and his sons. And I, I think one time we had a show about it, but I think it's probably about 20, 25 years of overseas service between all of them, probably more than that. So rest in peace. He'll be missed. He was a character. He'll be missed. And, you know, thank you to all our, you know, veterans, you know, in service to our country. And the Ryan family has done more than any other family that I know of. It's just the, the be- some of the best people in the world. Um, we've met so many people and they're just they're in that group of the best. Um, we've I, taken trips. If I may, if if I may, just, you know, I was there at the funeral and. I saw Colonel Steve Ryan give the eulogy, and it's just one of those things that, like, he gave a eulogy that would rip your heart out. You know, like, you see it, somebody who's seen combat, seen all this other stuff, and his eyes are still just blazing red with the loss of his father, and it's just, you get it. You know, that's, so, God bless rest in peace, and none of these things are vanities when we say them. They're real, they're honest, and every time we see someone go through anything like that, we understand and remember exactly why. You know, the Ryans were at a Preezy Point, and we're going to be talking to some more Preezy Point residents over the next few weeks, and we're going to do at the, at the Ryan funeral we saw Marty Ingram, and in a couple of weeks we're going to have Marty Ingram on, and he was the fire chief out at Breezy Point on the night of Sandy. And he's really got a truly remarkable story to, to tell. And we're going to try to have him on in about two weeks from now or whatever to talk about Breezy Point on the night of Sandy. And believe me, it is heroic and inspiring. So thank you for listening to Ask the Lawyer. We'll see you next week at the same times and places. Thanks so much for joining us. And it will be a series of people with honor. Bye-bye, everybody. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. 
Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, they are cousins, sisters, they are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. The Guild for Exceptional Children, or GEC, has been providing excellent care to children and adults with developmental disabilities since 1958. It is our mission to help build better lives and brighter futures for the people in our care. We serve nearly 1,000 individuals each day and are proud that 90 cents of every dollar is used for actual services. Please visit www.gecbklyn.org or call 718-833-6633 to learn more. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors & Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500 or connorsandsullivan.com. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? 
For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit ccbq.org. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this all the way. We are gathered here. Here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this song away. Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors and Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.